Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, even though it's Halloween, sorry, we didn't do a Halloween movie this week. We did Maid of Honor with yeah. uh, Patrick Dempsey and uh, that other lady who always kind of deserves better but is always in movies like this. Uh, I'm pulling her up. <laughs> Pulling her up. You know, you know what annoys me the most about this movie? The fact that it's called Maid of Honor. Like, just call it Maid of Honor. Like, spell it right. I know. The pun isn't even good. Yeah, the, the pun doesn't even work because it's like made. What do you mean made? Oh, it's Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan. This, okay. 2008's Maid of Honor starring Patrick Dempsey, Michelle Monaghan, and a lot of other people, like a comical amount of other people. Like there really doesn't need to be these many people and that many people in this movie, honestly. It's, there's there's Busy Phillips from Freaks and Geeks. Love her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cougar Town. She's in Cougar Town, which I think which like premiered after this show, which like if you want to watch you, it's called Cougar Town is basically rom-com the show. And it's better than this. <laughs> Six seasons of just good. Well, the first season's kind of weird because they're still going by the whole cougar thing. And then eventually they're just like, this cougar pun is weird. Let's just have older women drinking wine and having a good time, which is why it's a great show. You should watch it, Bronwyn. <laughs> I'm so down. I need, I need another like fluffy show. Oh, yeah. There's almost nothing of consequence that happens in, in Cougar That's Town. That's perfect. It's just a fun exactly time. But yeah. Um, like, <laughs> Patrick Dempsey is like a whole crew, including like Kadeem Hardison from A Different World, Chris Messina from fucking everything, including The Mindy Project. Um... Some guy that I do not know, like there's the one with the goatee. I don't understand. I don't like he's the one guy that I didn't recognize. And I am looking at the cast right now and I still couldn't tell you who it is. And then there's a guy who plays basketball with them who they only call tiny shorts guy for some reason. And that's Kevin Sussman, who's also in everything. I really love the idea of Kevin Sussman writing tiny shorts guy on his CV. Um... There is and uh Michelle Monaghan's whole crew, which is like the aforementioned Busy Phillips. There's also Whitney Cummings here doing no jokes, just Whitney Cummings just playing a friend in this movie, which is so interesting. It is, and she's a good she's like um, she's the only she's friend the who only, seems like a friend. She's the only friend who's like actually there to like be her friend and like want and like cares about her. Like the other two women, but busy is dealing with her own shit, which we'll get into. And the other friend is also they're just both dealing with their own shit, which is fine. But like they're not really present as friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the woman, the actress who plays Hillary, who's not a well-known actress, so I don't know who she is. Um. She's got this whole plot, which really upsets me for several reasons. One, it, she, she's playing the fat friend. But another thing, the thing that, in, and I'm being really nitpicky now as, as a woman who, you know, worries about, like, fitting into dresses and all of that stuff and whatever. Um, she is a, she, in the movie, she's supposed to be a size 12, but she's trying to fit into a size eight. There are two things wrong with this. The first thing is just wear a dress that's your size. This is such a weird plot. Like, um, and I like, and I've only seen this in movies. I rarely ever see people be like, okay, I have a thing that I need to be at, at two in two weeks. I'm going to starve myself for this dress. I only see this in movies. So I, so if people do it in real life, I feel like they got it from movies because do people do this? Well, I, I think it would be more realistic if the bride was, cause I know a lot of women who went on like, sadly, like went on like intense diets before their wedding. And I, I've been in a lot of weddings and I do know like there is definitely a thing with like the dresses like that is a, sadly a real thing. But I've never even so usually like it's not like somebody's buying getting a dress that's like a few sizes too small and like going on a crash diet like when they're a bridesmaid. Usually it's just like an awkward conversation about the dress sizes and like the cuts because they're usually not that flattering on most people. <laughs> 
they're just like bridesmaid dresses tend to like just not be comfortable or cute for most women. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that it was very cartoonish. Like it didn't like I don't feel like bridesmaids go to that like from my experience and like yeah, if if it was the bride doing that, that would be more realistic. Yeah, and it's very okay. And it was and the, very like fat shamey. And, and also like, the second thing is is that and I hate saying this cuz this really doesn't matter, but it was driving me crazy as a person who worries about getting into clothes. She's not a size 12, and there's no way that she would get into a size 8. That's not how sizes work. Like she was like probably somewhere in like the 16, 18 range. And the dress that she was trying to get into, honestly, was probably a 12. Like, that's not how sizes work. I was very confused. I was like, do the people who make this not understand? I mean, sizes don't make any sense anyway, but is this just a weird nitpick of mine? Or no, did you notice I that noticed too? this too. No, because yeah. also even like if we're going to get into it, they were just wrong with sizes across the board because Busy Phillips was like, I'm a four. Here's no, the thing. she's not. She's not. She's a woman with like of full like not she's probably an eight like yeah that's what i was thinking because like i don't like the only i don't know anyone who's a zero so when people talk about that i'm like okay the women i know who are like very very slender are a four like and that's like very that would be like maybe the bride michelle monahan like yeah yeah um, but like those women are usually the the most slender like I mean, we can get in. We don't need to get like too into it. Yeah, it just, but, the sizes I mean, are wrong. And like I was about yeah, to say, like an well, eight is like if you're like, I don't know. It's just I like that's been like in eight since high school. Like that, like <laughs> yeah, like the whole like I'm gonna fit into an eight and I'm a twelve. I was just like, yeah, the 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 woman like the truther in me and the and the one who's been in yeah. When I was seventeen, and I was a bridesmaid. I think the dress I wore was an eight. Yeah, like it's Something. it's it's nuts. And I was wondering if any women had to do with this movie and there is. Like this movie was written by three people. Um two of the people are a man and woman writing team who wrote and directed Josie and the Pussycats and Can't Hardly Wait, which really surprised me because those are good movies. Oh yeah, Josie and the Pussycats is one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm just like, and, and can't hardly wait, like, in terms of, like, a teen comedy, like... Oh, it's, it's pr- solid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering, um, who is this third, this third guy and who it was, is here? It was weird with this movie because, like, I had confusing moments in it. There were a lot of things that drove me up a wall, like, <laughs> like, Patrick Dempsey and everything about him, um... And, and like the whole, like a lot of the dynamics with the bridesmaids, um, I understood what they were trying to do with the bridesmaids, but, and yeah, but yeah, it seems like the guy who, with the story by credit and who is the third guy who I didn't recognize, he was a first time screenwriter at this point. And they basically like put him with some vets and I'm assuming that the vets tried to do the most that they could to make this movie not bad. But like, it seems like it's this guy's fault. And I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to like shame him. <laughs> but like, you know, he created, he did that movie Due Date, which, wow, that might be one that we do in the future. He did Alvin in the Chipmunks Road Chip. Oh, no. He did a show called Undateable that I don't remember anyone liking. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to blame him and this director who, whose name is Paul Wayland and Paul Wayland is most known for what? It's wow. interesting. Also, this was like three years before Bridesmaids and I, right. I feel like, I mean, obviously like this was more about Patrick Dempsey and like the male maid of honor. And obviously there's no male maid of honor in Bridesmaids. But there's so many things that I think this movie tried to do that Bridesmaids actually succeeded with. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, uh, just, just with the female friendships and even just like satirizing how absurd weddings are because they are like, no offense. I think, you know, love is beautiful. But weddings, like, again, like having been in a bunch and growing up with people who like with Christians. So a lot of people get married young. Weddings are an absurd pageant of like dynamics and there's a lot of petty things that happen. And I think it's fun to joke about. 
Uh, but yeah, this movie just, it was like too cartoony in the wrong way. Yeah, it's a very um, it's a very confusing movie. And like looking at the director's work, like he's he made <laughs> he made a notoriously bad Bill Cosby movie called Leonard Part Six. So oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I'm yeah, this was not this was not a dream team. This seemed to be like a hodgepodge of people that came together to make, you know, a crowd pleaser, and nobody was really thinking about making a good movie, it seems like. And you can tell this because this movie begins in Cornell, 1998. Patrick Dempsey is running around like a dorm party, like a even though the dorm looks enormous. Um, maybe the dorms are enormous in Cornell. A dorm party in which he is wearing a Bill Clinton mask and he is speaking in a Bill Clinton voice. Like we are introduced to Patrick Dempsey as bill clinton <laughs> and i'm i'm gonna be this i'm i'm gonna be this bitch i'm gonna be this woman who points out that like we we're watching and reviewing this you know during all the conversation about harvey weinstein so we start the movie and it's this guy who's dressed as bill clinton who as you know has um a lot of allegations about sexual assault against him and then he meets he meets michelle monahan by basically assaulting her on accident. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. He's so, just like he's just like, "Where's Monica? Where's Monica?" And there's like a bit where he runs into Hillary and he's like, "Oh no, Hillary." And then <laughs> cuz wow, it's so timely it's, in 2017. Yeah, it's weirdly very timely. It's weird. And then um, he and then he goes into the bedroom and he just like gets in bed with this person. Yeah, he, and he's like, "Monica." And he's like unzipping his pants and he's like, "I have like, you know, like making references to getting a blow job and then of course it's not it's not monica it's um it's, it's her roommate and yeah. so she freaks out it's michelle monahan and she's freaking out and she's like what's wrong with you and like obviously like sense it like it's like he does not you know he puts his pants on and stuff but it's like terrifying <laughs> i was like this is not the right mo like week for me to try to laugh at this moment <laughs> like oh yeah no it was like, terrifying was like, like who thought this was a funny way for them to meet that like i am so surprised that like she didn't beat the shit out of like him. even if they had become friends somehow and like we're like haha yeah that was fucked up like it was still like a really cocky move to open the movie this way and assume that like we're gonna like this guy. Like Yeah, and be because on his honestly, team. fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck this guy. Because even if cause the whole thing was like, oh, the he has a key and like he already had plans to meet her roommate. Even so, like you still like if somebody has a roommate, um, you still are like, Hey, I'm here, what's up? Like, I can't imagine like my boyfriend or anybody who's not like a, like maniac like doing that kind of thing oh yeah 100 percent. yeah that's so yeah that's so weird to me um yeah it's it, uh <laughs> and basically you know we begin like we begin their relationship by by her giving him like a, a complete dressing down like <laughs> she like she like does this weird like breakdown of his face and talks about like how flawed it is and like has something wrong with his nose and like the spaces between his eyes and then he's just like so turned on by her he's like, like wow no one's been that honest to me and basically like he she's like why are you here and he like explains to her so he has these rules that he doesn't see a woman two days in a row very or like two nights in a row very uh yeah, he has like he's one of those like fucking annoying rom-com playboys where it's just like we have rules, you know, no personal stuff. Can't see her two nights in a row. Have to wait 24 hours to call her. Can't take her to any family events. Like basically he's <laughs> like like I wouldn't go so far as to say he's an emotionally abusive, but there's like this line of like just like um he's just bullshit like that's it like he's just like he's like no 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 you know it's just very misogynistic and just annoying and so he like somehow it comes up that his two-day rule and she was like and michelle monahan is like oh like do you tell your women that and he's like yeah i'm very honest like and it, and again he's like one of those assholes who uses honesty as an excuse like he's like i'm i'm an asshole like so it's fine and it's like no, you're still an asshole. 
Yeah, like he's just like this like huge dick who like mistreats women and like he also like purposely goes out with women that he knows that he really doesn't have anything in common with and that he really doesn't have like he he gets bored with them but he sets himself up to be bored with them because he doesn't have anything in common with them and he doesn't meet them on common ground ever so he's just like constantly and we're supposed to like hate these like bimbos but it's like it's not that they're bimbos it's just that they don't there's nothing they don't get along and they shouldn't be going out yeah exactly and and the movie and this is one thing that did make me curious about like if a man was in charge of it because the movie does set it up so that like you're supposed to think that he's a bit of an asshole like that's you know that's definitely a thread in it but like there's also this very misogynistic thread and again maybe it's just the mood i'm in this week i'd be curious to hear your thoughts where it very much feels like Michelle Monaghan is not like other girls. And and she's not somebody who says that. Like she's, I, th- I think her character is pretty cool her, until yeah. like near the end. I hate her, but yeah, um, most of the movie, I actually was impressed. Cause I was like, Oh, she's smart. She calls him on his shit. She has her own interests. Like I like her. Um, but it does. The movie very much places her as like, you know, this smart, beautiful, like cool woman. She's and these like the other only women woman suck. who's not a total, like, like, she's the only woman in the movie, aside from Whitney Cummings, who's like not trying to get laid, like not not like desperately wants a man to be with her. Like, but it, it's so weird because there are plenty of women like her. It's just that the movie positions her as the only viable option. Yeah, exactly. And also like positions women who want to get laid, which like as like that obviously means that they're like stupid. <laughs> like it's just a very tired trope yeah and it's just like but he wants to get laid so how is he not stupid right why does he get to be cunning and you know like he's an asshole but he's so like charming and it's like no he's a misogynist who's afraid of intimacy and these we don't know anything about these women because we don't get to so like it's not like i'm like i'm not attached to them because i don't know anything about them but i don't buy the gaze of the film yeah, I don't buy I don't buy it either. Um there's a really interesting scene at the beginning where he just walks up to a dog that he's never met and tells the dog that he loves him and Michelle Monaghan's just like looking at him just like you know, you should try saying that to a person sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like I do I really like I did think I I was a little bit surprised how much I liked Michelle most of the movie like cuz a lot of times these movies even when the woman is like better than the man i still like hate them and i was like no she's pretty cool like her biggest flaw throughout most of it i mean at the end i definitely switch on her Her, yeah her biggest flaw is like hangs out with him (laughs) yeah i mean yeah because it doesn't make any sense and like you know what i thought at first is that um because basically later on she like falls in love at first sight with the Scottish guy and decides to get married to him after only knowing each other a month and then getting married like two weeks later. Um, at first I thought that she was like engaged to this guy because she was tired of waiting around for Patrick Dempsey and she was trying to like, trying to like fuck with him to make a move like it because she just seems like such a sensible person that it did not make sense to me for her to do this. Like, it just really didn't. Yeah, because um. she's framed, like, she's she's an artist, like, she's a painter, um, and I think she works at a museum, uh, but she, like, she's very logical, and, like, like she's always calling, she's a vegetarian, or, like, or she is for part of the movie, and she really does care about animal rights, and that's something that comes up in a few moments, and I felt like they did a good job with that, like, where it was, like, one of the things about her that like matters. Um, and so it just, yeah, she knows herself and that's why I like her. And so it, it, like you said, it just meeting a guy, she meets a guy while she's in Scotland for an artist residency. And then like, you know, is going to get married to him two weeks later. What's the rush? You know, like why? <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really strange. Like, it was like a very, like, wacky thing to do to raise the stakes. But what it does is kind of like, it like assassinates her character because it just it doesn't does. make sense that she would do that. Um, and she's still like, she's self-aware enough that like, so she asks. So, of course, what happens is while she's gone. So Patrick Dempsey, like, plays basketball with his friends. And that's, that's the um, 
format for him to like share stuff, you know? And, yeah. And I actually liked that part of the movie too. I liked the male friendships because I felt like, even though I didn't always agree with their advice for him, um, I felt like it showed the men like less stereotypical than sometimes. Yeah, I mean, because at least they talked about their feelings and things. Like, I mean, yeah. there, was, there was Chris Messina who like was just like, I'm gonna. I'm, and there's one point where everybody's talking about their feelings or something. Something's happening, and he's just like, I'm gonna go to a strip club and get some ribs, and then I'm gonna get into fight because I'm a man. And like, you can tell that like, if this was a smarter movie, we would find out that like, Chris Messina really, really wants to get in touch with this feminine side, but like. He was like the one guy that was just like, wow, he's just a dick. Um, he's also a divorce lawyer, which which um which brings to the other weird plot point in this movie. Patrick Dempsey's dad is played by the late great Sidney Pollock. Sidney Pollock is in this movie. Uh, which was just we- <laughs> Yeah, it Sydney was Sidney Pollock died. This is, I think this is the last movie that Sidney Pollack was in before he died because he died in 2008 and this movie came out in 2008. Yeah. So like. This was his parting kiss. What? Yeah. And he just plays this like old, rich playboy man who just like marries younger women instead of just like dating them like a normal person and like has these like very, very thorough prenuptial agreements and like divorces them constantly and chris messina is his divorce lawyer (laughs) it will is this his marital consultant lawyer person who handles his prenups and his divorces (laughs) yeah yeah it's such a weird connection like yeah i'm friends with your son and i'm your divorce lawyer And, and like yeah and he's definitely the most stereotypical like douchebag in this very like macho way. Yeah. Like, (laughs) which made me wonder why I was wondering the whole time. Why is the late great Sidney Pollack in this movie? You know, it makes sense for him to be in like something like eyes wide shut. Cause I mean, mostly he's a director. He wasn't, I don't think he was in that many movies, but like when he was in eyes wide shut, it made sense and stuff like that. But like, it really doesn't make sense for him to be here. I think the only reason why he took this role was so that he could call Humphrey Bogart a pussy, which he does later on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's, it's just, yeah, that, and his, and the dad is like, you know, he's basically just supposed to be like, this is the reason that Patrick Dempsey is the way he is. You know, that's how I read it was just like, you know, this is what's been modeled to him. And it's obvious it's not like Patrick's trying to be like his dad. It's just like he hasn't really seen seen. I mean, but also that's bullshit because so many people have parents who like don't like, you know, have a healthy relationship. Um, But yeah, but it's uh, definitely kind of shown like, oh, yeah, this is like what has been modeled is that women are like disposable and it's better to just like essentially use them for sex and not try to actually find a woman that you connect with and relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause like, um, what was I going to say? I got like completely, (laughs) I got completely lost. Oh yeah. Because like, yeah. And also like, um, they're both like wealthy playboys. Like Patrick Dempsey has basically like it created the the sleeves that you put on coffee cups like he he is the inventor of those and so like he gets paid like every single time like they're used or like a company uses them and so he's just like this like obscenely rich guy who just like wastes all of his time (laughs) yeah yeah like he has no also like again like you know when i was like psychoanalyzing him um he doesn't know who he is and that's very obvious like and 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 michelle monaghan calls him out on it like when they first meet but even throughout their friendship she's like oh you keep using this whole like honest asshole guy thing as a shield from you know connecting and and feeling things on a meaningful level and yeah and like yeah like she she has a passion for art and she's somebody who obviously actually thinks about things and he is obviously trying to run away from vulnerability because it's scary, which like, yeah, I get that. But his character doesn't 
like I tried to like him and I kind of hated myself for that. I tried to. I yeah, I mean I tried um, to. And also like Oh, did you notice that this was kind of like a, a Grey's Anatomy reunion? Because Kevin McKidd, who is the plays the Scottish man and Patrick Dempsey, are both on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's funny. I didn't. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. wow. Yeah, because it, it was, really was a stacked cast. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, everyone here, like even like the um who plays Michelle Monaghan's mom, Kathleen Quinlan. Like, yeah, like. Golden Globe nominated Catherine Quinlan and oh yeah and Academy Award were nominated and she's just playing someone's mom right of course because what is she gonna do she's a little bit older she's a little bit older so she has to be playing someone's mom even though Patrick Dempsey who is like currently 51 now but <laughs> he's like older he's older than Michelle Monaghan and older than Kevin McKidd I think he's like maybe like the Aside from like Sidney Pollock, maybe the oldest dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and like he looks really good, and not that not that that's what matters, but like he can definitely play younger. But it is one of those Hollywood decisions where you're just like, of course, this is annoying. Oh, apparently, um, Kadeem Hardison is older, but Kadeem Hardison looks super young. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's a baby face. Um, and he's he's my favorite of the men. Oh yeah, he's great. I mean, well, because he's actually married and actually happy and like well adjusted. Yeah, like he's like when they like play basketball and they talk about stuff he's like hey being married is cool like you love someone and they love you and like you guys need to grow up like not like you need to be into marriage but just like calm down with your bachelor shit like right exactly that's basically his thing oh my god did you notice that gold digger plays <gasps> at, at yes! Sydney pollock's wedding reception i was so angry i was so, okay that was so cringy and then there's like the dj who's the only black person there and he's playing gold digger and it's not censored and i just like I don't. I just cringe. So oh yeah, hard. right. It, it wasn't was like, censored. That why was is so bizarre. Happening in this movie, yeah, like that was, ever. Like it was no. I mean, I mean, I know that Gold Digger was a big deal, like in two thousand seven. I don't know. Maybe it was still a big deal in two thousand eight. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was inescapable. It, this movie for a was long definitely time. made around the time where it's not like it's not like a choice in the way that it would be now. Um, but it was still like. It was just really uncomfortable for it me. It was upsetting. And yeah. like and also like um the the new wife rolls up and Sydney Pollock rolls up and, and she's drunk and he's just like just as drunk as the night I first met her. Like <laughs> weird kind of rapey. Like yes. I like I was just like there's like best case scenario, it's a tasteless comment. Worst case scenario, it's indicative of like how he like minds his like young I mean don't get me wrong she chose to marry him but like it's just like ugh yeah and also also at this wedding reception uh like a, a woman shows up who like apparently like runs a fan blog about Patrick <gasps> Dempsey I was so confused was, by that okay that like first of all that was another moment in which I felt like the movie was trying to be because the movie was definitely trying to lean into like the comedy side of romantic comedy um and this was one of those moments that was very cartoonish and didn't work. And it was just like, yeah, it was like she wrote a two, uh, like a two page, um, blog post about my face. And of course also they just, they have her, like she has glasses, you know? Oh like, my God. Yeah. And she's got like, she's like, got like vintage glasses that are actually really cute, but it's clear like she's like, supposed to be I felt like she was supposed to be framed as like, oh, like I'm not attracted to her and she's like obsessed with me. And it was just like really annoying and weird. Like it wasn't funny. It was just, and she comes up while he's dancing oh so this is at his dad's sixth wedding and yes. of course michelle monaghan this is before michelle monaghan has gone to scotland and fallen in love um michelle monaghan is his plus one because he doesn't bring the women he sleeps with to these events and this blogger comes up and like she's like you didn't tell me you were seeing someone because she's assuming michelle monaghan is his girlfriend because they're fucking like slow dancing and looking at each other with starry eyes and so then they, of course, pretend they're dating and it's like, you know, one of those funny moments. But uh, 
it just I don't know that that like I feel nitpicky, but that moment really annoyed me too. Yeah, it, no, I mean like, this is this is this is nitpick a palooza because this whole fucking movie is just like it's just a nitpick fest. Yeah, because like I and so like you know like it, it her um Michelle Monaghan's like crazy decision is kind of like set up because Kadeem Hardison is like she's pushing thirty and like do you really think that she that what she wants to do with her life? It's just like hear about like you fucking other chicks and like just like being and like basically like Kadeem's basically saying the script isn't that good, but he's basically saying she has all of the um obligations of a girlfriend, but you're not sleeping with her and you're wasting her time. Yeah. And I liked I liked that because I felt like Kadeem was basically calling him out for using her emotional labor because like he does you don't see her confide in him in the same, like they definitely talk and stuff, but it definitely feels like she's trying to help him with like his fuck shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And at that wedding, while they're dancing, she admits that she's attracted to him. And like in this very like, Oh yeah. When I first met you, I thought you were hot. That's why I was so mean to you. And it's like very like, she's a good, like they're both good at acting. So like they have a chemistry and like and he's just like oh really and like i was trying to sleep with you and then she's like she kind of flirtingly is like why didn't you try again and like that like to me that was very obviously a moment where like he could have swooped like oh yeah she gave him chances like she gave him i'm sure that like through the years she's given him so many chances like it's because they've known each other for 10 years at this point and it's just like a whole decade and you couldn't do it like what and the movie does yeah because the movie does make it i i also like i felt like this was important because the movie does make it obvious that she had had feelings but like she's also realistic with herself about like his limits right 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 exactly um like and so like when she and then she goes to scotland and like while she's gone he kind of realizes oh I, i want her so when she comes back he like gets ready to race to tell her and that's when the slapstick starts this movie really didn't have any slapstick for most of it and then all of a sudden when he decides that he loves her slapstick appears in the movie like oh halfway yeah through. yeah it was just like there's this because mo- i actually so the first like half or even two-thirds of the movie I liked the movie, but I hated a lot about it. Like, but I was like, this is a decent movie. Like, this is not half as bad as a lot of the stuff we've watched for the podcast. Yeah, I was actually worried that it was going to be too good. Yeah, and like, then I was like, wow, there's started. like an intelligent female character. Like, there's like, it's interesting. Like, I'm interested. And then once it switched, like, it, it still had enough plot going on for me to be interested, but I was just, like, angry. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I was mad the entire time. Like, he, the whole, the whole thing with the waiter was really annoying. Um, oh, yeah, so basically, yeah, oh, the waiter thing, like, she gets back from Scotland and she brings her fiancé, but she tells Patrick Dempsey that they're going to meet up you know, for dinner. So he assumes they're meeting up alone. So this is going to be when he admits that he has feelings. Cause while she was gone, he counseled his friends and realized like, Oh shit, she's gone. I miss her. I really do love her. Or, and then of course he arrives and she's like, surprise this is my fiance. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's just like, they've only, she, she says it up front. Like we, like we met a month ago. Um, and you know and like when i was getting ready to leave then he just like went down on one knee and proposed and we're gonna get married in two weeks and it's just like what and it's weird to me too because there's been like the first half of the movie again she doesn't even seem to want a man and that's what i thought was interesting is like like what my read from the first half of the movie was like yeah she has had some crush and like um, attraction to Patrick Dempsey but she's also aware that he's not where she would need someone to be and she's fine with her life so it doesn't make sense for her to want to marry someone after a month yeah yeah it's it's so strange and like I guess you're supposed to think that like he's just so perfect and maybe that's just what she wanted all along and like this is the fairy tale that she wanted but it's really it's it's really really hard to believe and what's even more hard to believe is that she would make him her maid of honor, her maid of honor 
that's weird to me. Like, I get that they're best friends. But like, just ask your husband to make him a groomsman. A lot of that's what a lot of people right. do. Yeah, and it's weird because like, like she knows he's not confident enough in his masculinity to be a maid of honor. Like, yeah, it's way too weird insecure. thing to ask him to do. Like, he's a womanizer, so a you don't want to have him like with the bridesmaids. That's a whole other thing to get into. But yeah, he's not like it's not about like a straight man can't be made of honor but this guy can't <laughs> yeah it just doesn't make any sense and like and then we meet the we meet um we meet the bridesmaids and you know he slept with busy phillips and so she hates him and um hillary is too busy the plus size woman, hillary um she's trying to go down like two dress sizes and so she refuses to eat and then there's Whitney Cummings, who seems to be the person who should have been the maid of honor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's and the she, only one who has their shit together. She tries to peace keep between Busy and Patrick. She's like, guys, this is like about uh, Michelle or, well, her name's Hannah in the movie. She's like, and, and she's like, get over yourselves. Like, she's happy. Let's, you know, she's the good friend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's Which the good was, It was funny. It was it like, was weird seeing was Whitney like, why do though? this. I was just like, what? She's like just getting like, a comedian to like play straight when they don't act that much is weird to me. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like I don't know. It's like seeing like Natasha Legero, like I don't know, be like a soccer mom. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like you could just not like I don't know. Like it, yeah. It's, it was fine. Like, I mean, she did a good job. She did a it good job. Just... I was just like, it didn't even seem like her. Yeah. Because like, I watched her show, which I mean, her show wasn't good, but it was like, you watch it and you know, that's Whitney. It has a tone. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, she knows what she's trying to do. So it was like, that was interesting to me. I was like, huh. Uh, yeah. She tried I mean, this out. It was great. I mean, she looked beautiful. Like, I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. Was, like, Whitney Cummings is like really pretty. Like, I hadn't noticed. Yeah. Like, when. Never mind. I was going to say something horrible. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, when you don't have to listen to her comedy, you get to like. Oh. <laughs> no, I. 100 percent sorry uh, like 100 percent agree <laughs> oh, um so like uh there's a scene where um like patrick dempsey's trying to play nice and so he's like yeah hey kevin mckid um come play basketball with us and he's like never played basketball before and he's like oh yeah where i'm from only the women play sports like this and like and i don't even know what that i would like, what i want to look up scotland same scottish things because only women play basketball in scotland uh or maybe it's not called basketball or I, I don't know anyway he plays he's never played he's amazing at it everybody's just like wow and he's wearing a green shirt the whole time which i was like come on overkill and then there's the scene in the showers where everybody like looks at his dick and notices how huge it is oh my gosh that <laughs> moment was so <laughs> unnecessary it's just like yes He's he's a duke. He's a Scottish duke also. He's like an obscenely wealthy Scottish duke. It's like it's like everyone in this movie is rich. So we have to so in order for him to be like a dream guy, he has to be richer like, like than royalty. everyone else. Like yeah. royalty, Scottish royalty, which I'm not even sure is a thing. Um And also <laughs> doesn't really seem like it would be a selling point for Michelle's character. Like like she's not well, for the first half of the movie. And I, and I mean, it's not expressed that that's why. Like, it's not like she's like, yeah, he's rich. But it's supposed to be one of the selling points. And I'm like, she's somebody who cares about, like, animals and the environment and art. Like, she's not going to care if he's a fucking duke. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't know. Um, and it's also, like, um, very, like, soon. Like, I don't remember exactly what the scene it was. Um, I think it was the scene. Maybe, like, they're, like, in engagement party it was it was a scene where like you basically figure out that she doesn't actually know anything about him yes do you remember because like because like oh yeah it was the scene where they were meeting with the reverend and they were talking about like vows and stuff it's like oh well what memories what 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 stuff and she was just like can we talk about love at first sight and he's just like, yeah, sure, we can. But you know something about this guy, right? <laughs> yeah, like there's, I kind of loved the moment where the reverend was like, low key, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he seems 
like, he seems to really not support it, but he's just like, whatever. He's like, I mean, I guess I gotta do my job, but like, if you're gonna talk about love at first sight, let's be real. That shit doesn't last. Well, yeah, it's so weird. Um, like, and I feel like the movie should have leaned more into, like, it happens a lot at the end, but leaned more into the fact that she doesn't know anything about him. And, and it's and I'd really love to know her reasons for wanting to be with them in the first place because every single time she does learn something about him that she doesn't like, like there's a look on her face, like you can tell that she has a look on her face, like I'm making a mistake. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's strange because on one hand it's very much presented as you know infatuation, they're always making out, like you know they met while she was away and and they're having this whirlwind marriage but then when things are revealed about him her infatuation isn't strong enough for her to not realize those okay yeah yeah and it's 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 the bridal shower and oh my god he gives her like a flower that only blooms for like four hours and like all of this shit like he's just doing too much like when i saw (laughs) him i was just like this man is doing too much he is the definition of doing too much yes he is he is and like yeah it just like we get it like the movie this is another thing where it was cartoony and like heavy-handed like we get it like it would really be enough for her to just have fallen in love with him he didn't have to be royalty and have a he big didn't have to be perfect like, like everything slam every- dunk like he already has michelle's love and that's what patrick wants that's enough we don't need like this whole yeah. yeah, like it's so weird. The whole back half of the movie is just full of just like crazy heightened shit. Like we meet um we meet a uh, of uh, Hannah's mom and like she hates Patrick Dempsey because he like fucked a ma- fucked their maid. But then she was and then he was like she told you I didn't even know she spoke English. Wait, but if she doesn't speak English, how, how did you have sex? How can she consent? How did you get like, consent? So much consent is There was in a this lot movie. of rapey shit in this movie. <laughs> And I wasn't like there was when I watched the trailer and I actually was working at a movie theater when this came out, but I didn't watch it then for free, which it says a lot. Um, uh, I did not expect rapey shit from this movie. Yeah, that was that like, was that was very weird. I, I don't ex- think that the movie's even aware of it. I, don't, being I really don't think it. I think it was supposed to be funny and it was just like written. I, I don't know, I guess. I'm having too much faith in women, maybe, because I'm like, that was obviously written by a man. But, like, I mean, a lot of people don't understand consent because of the culture we live in. Um, oh, yeah, but no. Oh, my God. So, so Bronwyn, just a sidebar. I was yes. at a party the other day, and, fuck, I was tr- talking about the Harvey Weinstein stuff, which I knew infinitely more, and I was, like, with, like, some of my classmates from school. Some of them I liked, some of them I didn't like. One of them was kind of just, like... Uh, he, he, I was like trying to explain that like most men don't understand consent and that it's like a huge problem in our society. And then he was just like, no, like some guys are just creeps. Like some guys are just creepy. And like, I was on my lacrosse team and like some guys were just like, and you can tell like who those guys are. And I was like, no. And I like, I got so like unbelievably angry because like, not only was he wrong, but he like cut me off to say something stupid. <laughs> and, and I like had to like go to the other corner of the party. Cause I was just like, nope, nope, not doing this. You're like, get behind me, Satan. Like, yeah, I, I had to turn to a friend. And I had to be like, why are men so this fucking stupid? I'm trying to explain consent to you. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to educate you and you're cutting me off a man cutting me off how dare you i mean the irony also of like of a man like interrupting you and like correct interrupting correcting condescending arguing any of that when you're trying to talk about boundaries <laughs> it's just like hello? oh my god like the meta yes. like yes Oh my god, I've been I've been like seething about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, you're. I feel you because <laughs> I fucking, I hate being interrupted in general, especially by men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this. Um, so we're anyway. This bridal. Anyway, this stupid ass bridal shower. Basically, he does the bridal shower, whatever, and uh, Busy Phillips set like sets him up to fail by like inviting the sex toy lady. Which, like, I understand that she's mad at him, but why would you ruin your friend's bridal shower just to get revenge? What the fuck is that? Like, like, like that's not like this is why you're not the one engaged, dude. Like, you're because not you're an mature. Asshole. Like you're 
you're selfish. If you really loved her, you would tell her if you loved her and you were mature, you would tell her, I cannot be your maid of honor because I love you. Or you wouldn't tell her that you loved her because she's taken. You would just say, I'm really sorry. I just can't do this. But like, you know, go to the wedding, maybe like. uh, Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Like, why would you like and I understand like when she gets mad at him, it annoys me because it's busy Phillips who did it. But it's also just like, why did you let her do it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like and like this is where I start to not like Michelle's character, too, because I'm just like. Again, I'm like, it feels inconsistent with the first half of the movie because I'm like, why did you ask? Like, what did you expect? You're close enough to this guy to know that he is not capable of being a a maid of honor. And also she like says, like, I've always dreamt of my wedding shower. Bitch, when? Yeah, I was like, that does not make sense with (laughs) your character. Also, like, I know women who like I've always been excited about their wedding but their wedding shower? <laughs> really? You've always dreamt of it? Oh god, it just makes me want to throw up. Oh yeah. And so basically, um, he's and um Patrick Dempsey's like, okay, gotta get it into gear. So he watches a video like narrated by Elizabeth Hasselback <laughs> about like how to so be funny. the great, <laughs> how to be the best maid of honor. It's just like Elizabeth Hasselback? What it was, what are so, we even it was doing such a anymore? random cameo. Yeah, it was it was fucking weird. Um, and then um, basically, you know, it's like a very like all is lost moment where he's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, she's going to we're going to go. She's he finds out that she's like moving to Scotland permanently and that like she's not going to be in New York anymore. She's going to be out of his life. And he just like. And and so like it, it just like. He goes to his dad for advice, which why would you do that? Um, yeah, like your dad has, is on his sixth marriage and and is very open about the fact that he doesn't marry for love. Like he yeah. marries for sex, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then like all of a which sudden. Which again, you don't need to get married to have sex, but whatever. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden, like uh, he gets like this. Uh, he gets like all he gets all wise. And he's just like the only woman that i ever loved was my was your mother and i and i ruined it and then i ran out of time which i guess implies that she died and you know that's it and ever since then i've just been just kind of like fucking around and and i don't have any um i don't have any direction and you don't ever want to let the girl that you want get away from you you don't you don't you don't let her get on the plane like at the end of casablanca and then he's and then and she's just like but he but he's home free bogart and sydney pollock's just like bogey was a pussy <laughs> which yeah no that was like hilarious i was like like i was just like okay i guess this is happening right now <laughs> Yeah, I, I, was like, I, sure. I guess I guess Sydney Pollock really, really wanted to call Bogey a pussy, even though I'm pretty sure Sydney Pollock, like the human, was into Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, <laughs> I loved. I I just I was like, I mean, he directed a remake of Sabrina starring <laughs> Harrison Ford. So I mean, <laughs> like, there's moments in 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 movies where I know, like, whoever was working on the script for that scene like was just like yeah you know because there's these details that obviously the writer is like this is funny or this is like a thing this is smart and sometimes obviously when they're good i love those details and sometimes i'm just like what (laughs) this is very much a what moment yeah yeah and he also like mentions in this scene that he's getting another divorce so the marriage at the beginning of the wedding at the beginning of the movie is already over um I'm like, just go on seeking arrangements and be a sugar daddy. Like that, like that would have been, yeah, would, that's a better use of his time. He would have saved so much money too. Like, and I, I mean, you know, once again, I'm going to say late, great Sidney Pollock, not going to talk too much shit, but I mean, it's his character. It's not him. It's his no, character. no. I mean, he did a great job at the character. Yeah, he was good. He was good. And that's the uh, thing. Like the acting in this movie was actually really good. Yeah. Everybody like, was really good. It was just. It was just like the script halfway through. Uh, and then they go to Scotland and then it's just a parade of bullshit. Like we find out that Kevin McKidd has a home for every season. Yeah. Gross. And and like there's this whole thing where like the family hunts and um, like they have this dinner, like the rehearsal dinner or whatever. And like it's all meat. And, and earlier in the movie, Michelle was eating veggie dumplings and like got mad at someone at a store because they were selling 
wallets made of baby alligators. So now she's just eating like there's a ranch she, head. And now, and, like, yeah, she's now just she's just eating meat, and she like apparently she, hasn't told him that she's a vegetarian, and it's not important enough for her to admit that she eats that. veal too. Yeah. Oh my god. That he killed, and I'm like, damn, I eat meat, and I felt weird the one time I had that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't it's know. so yeah. It was like when I had foie gras one time and I was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like very of the mind. Like I'm where I'll try something, but I, yeah, I feel weirder about certain things, which I know is hypocritical. But yeah. It, yeah, it was just, it was very like she was betraying herself and why? Yeah, it was all, and it was just like all of this weird, like patriarchal bullshit, like the Highland games. What oh my fuck? God. That scene was so annoying. Just like having to throw a tree. Yeah. Like, okay, he can throw trees. All right. But like, Patrick Dempsey shouldn't be expected to throw a tree. That was insane. Yeah, that was like, and the fact that everybody's like, oh my gosh, like, the, like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I'm like, the only people who can throw trees are bodybuilders or maybe somebody who regularly deadlifts uh, like an absurd amount. Like, it, yeah, it it was totally reasonable like that, that he wasn't able like, to throw the tree. He's a New Yorker, you know, like he walks a lot. Like that's how he exercises. Like calm down. Like this movie, like, yeah. Oh my God. And then like Kevin McKidd serenades her. That's uh, so annoying. Oh my God. And then like, uh, yeah. And that's when they talk about like how he killed everything that they're eating. And it's just, uh, I just... And then there's that weird scene where they're eating where she tries to eat off his plate and he's just like, don't do that. If you want some, I'll give you some. And then he like cuts it off and like puts it on a separate plate and then hands it to her. And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Right? That's condescending. That annoyed the shit out of like, me. Like, don't get married if you can't handle someone eating off your plate every now and then. Like, yeah, just, that's like, fucking that's Your boundaries fucking are going to be way more like fucked with than that. And yeah, it was it was bizarre. And like also like, oh my god, then he plays the bagpipes for her and that's when she that. finds out he practices his bagpipes every night and she's just like, "What? Every night?" And it's like, like again, if he plays bagpipes every day, you're going to find out in that like 5 weeks that you're dating. Like you find out that shit. Yeah. And also during all of these wonderful wonderful activities, this the old her aunt or something, her grandmother or something has like these like <laughs> Uh, these like what are they glow in the dark thunder, thunder beads. beads yeah which i guess are for your vagina that's my assumption. i know i was like wait these aren't anal beads what's happening and yeah like, i think that they're for your vagina and they were from the the you know the bridal shower with yeah. all the sex toys and she like wears them and they're glow in the dark around her neck and that's like an ongoing bit which like i i don't know i like that's fine it's just i also like i have a pet peeve like obviously sex toys have evolved a lot technology wise so like sure grandma is not going to be familiar with all of the same stuff but i always think it's weird in movies when they make it so that like the grandparents are virgins or something yeah like, or like don't seem to know what sex toys like, the grandma's are not going to figure out like she can't contextualize things enough to know that this is like something for your vagina oh yeah she just she just came from a time where they didn't have sex toys they had sex toys like i feel like in the 60s I, at least oh they had them in the victorian i went to the museum of sex and they would make like toys out of like bottles and figurines and like wild shit <laughs> like yeah like, like yeah grandma got it on like i don't know That's yeah it's, <laughs> it's a whole thing and oh there's a terrible cringy scene that made me feel bad for busy phillips where like it's like the night before the wedding and she just shows up in this like beautiful laundry she looks beautiful oh she, she looks, looks so good she looks so good i'm like, like damn girl like very hot yeah um i've always she, loved her yeah she's great and she like and she like she like comes in and she's just like I need this and I'm very lonely and I'm just like drunk and I'm just like she doesn't deserve this. I know. So what are we doing? Don't put busy Phillips. What are we doing? These kind busy. Of and what? then again, and this is one of those scenes like like you were saying earlier about like the women that Patrick Dempsey is with are painted as like floozies or like unintelligent. I'm like, no, you know, this scene, okay, it gets rapey again. There's another like rapey moment where she's on top of him and she's like she almost like slaps him and she's like, service me. And I'm like, is she going to assault him now? Like what's happening? Yeah. Um, but Too much assault in this movie. There's a lot. And like she, but it was weird because like, I don't know, the drunk 
wanting to have sex because you're lonely thing is like really normal. Like that doesn't mean it's healthy, but it was one of those situations where she was painted as like so desperate and embarrassing. And I'm like, yeah, this is embarrassing, but this is something like a lot of people have done. Yeah. No, besides definitely. the assault. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so like, Oh my God. So they have a whole moment, like through the whole, um, uh, they uh there there's this weird like uh um ritual that happens before that where they where they like go to a pub and like she holds like a pot and people like kiss her and like throw coins into it and it's just like this whole thing that's supposed to be scottish once again i want to look this up um and uh then like uh patrick dempsey and her kiss and it's like a long beautiful kiss and then that's kind of like when they realize oh yeah we're both in love with each other but um it like doesn't like it doesn't pan out like like she just decides no like i'm getting married and blah 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 and then the busy thing kind of complicates it like oh yeah right you're always gonna be like this guy whatever and so he decides that he's gonna leave like right before the wedding and he tries to but then a flock of sheep stop him like that literally that's the truth a flock of sheep a flock of sheep cock block him which conceptually is amazing but yeah i'm so mad by this point i can't even i can't even appreciate the absurdity of these sheep because patrick dempsey is annoying by this time i think michelle monaghan is like she's being yeah, an her idiot character is completely different and i don't feel bad for her not at all i'm like you deserve whatever misery like i just i don't like i i don't care anymore but you know i had to follow this movie through like yeah, that's how and i we felt. have to watch him um ride dramatically ride a horse to stop the wedding which uh riding a horse is something you have to learn how to do and i was like this motherfucker definitely doesn't like he's rich but he doesn't seem like he has ridden horses. He doesn't seem like he's been like off like like he went to Manhattan. Cornell and he lives in New York. I don't think that he's been out of New York. Yeah. So like it's just yeah. It it's it's weird. Like I rode horses, but I'm from Georgia where there are horses. Um <laughs> so it's just it, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it was that was like that was a detail I was being nitpicky about, but I was like, really though? Yeah, and then he of course has a big fall because you know this is the slap the whole back half of the movie is full of slapstick. And then he just rolls up on her and he's just like, Your hair sucks and your sash looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because like earlier in the movie he lies to her because other room the other roommates the other bridesmaids are like maid of honor should just be nice like be supportive because like her hairdo looks bad um yeah and then they like they like kiss at this wedding in front of everyone like i understand that they want to be together but i thought that was so disrespectful and i just hated it i i, I was hated i hated it. both of them like like like, it's not like the other guy was a viable option. Like, it's made very clear that they don't have that much in common. But I felt really bad for him because he didn't do anything. He's just not right for her. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong, actually. Like he's, She just didn't know him. Yeah, like, he's, like, a fine dude. Like, and he and his whole family's there. And, like... And she's like, I'm so sorry. I just got to make out with my shitty best friend. Like, yeah, just no. like in front. Like, at least you could have stepped Girl, outside. Like, like, what the fuck? Or just like real. Yeah, I I was just so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. And then she just walks up to Kevin McKinnon. She's just like, you're the perfect guy, but not the perfect guy for me. And then she gives him the ring. And he gives her like a very, he gives her like a kiss on the cheek. He's so good about everything. Like, he's just like, okay, that's fine. And then, but then I was sitting there and I was thinking, he should have beat the shit out of Patrick Dempsey and then he punches him in the face and I was like good good he deserved to be punched in the face I support yes. it <laughs> and then of course a few women besides Michelle Monaghan are like oh no is he okay and like um yeah and then and then they get married in that same church yeah I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be the no same I think church. it's a different church or like I think they're it's back a New in York. New York it's just yeah I think they're back in New York but the it movie just should seems... have transitioned that clearer because I was like what <laughs> yeah they get married and then like uh it's implied that busy Phillips is gonna end up with his dad which really bothers me yeah and like that was supposed to be a happy ending because look busy is with someone now yeah somebody who obviously doesn't love her like this with is a 73 year old man that she just met like the only thing she did wrong is she accidentally hooked up like she hooked up with patrick dempsey 
which is what, you know, the main woman wants forever. And somehow we're supposed to be like, yeah, Busy deserves to be with the shitty, like, Hugh Hefner wannabe. Yeah, like, for, like, wedding number seven. Yeah, that was weird. And un- it was, again, it was, like, one of those things that rom-coms do where, like, they want to resolve every side story. And I appreciate that sentiment, but it's almost always, like, bad. <laughs> I wanted a resolution for Hillary's story. I wanted Same. to know, like, if she, like, found a dude and, like, realized that it was okay to eat. Like, that's that's the resolution that I wanted. Yeah, and Hillary, like, there was also this thing where, like, Patrick would be like hey you should eat and he was the only one who was was the only person who was concerned enough about her to ask her to eat which drives me crazy that he was the only one yeah and it makes women look really shitty like we're all so shitty to each other and like he and he even says to michelle monaghan he's like wow what women do to fit into their dresses and she just kind of ignores it and i'm like yeah he's the only person upset about it which like it's like weird because like he's supposed to be the sexist dude but he's still the only one that seems to care and i'm like if you're if this is one of your best friends even if you're the bride like if she's starving herself like she's showing signs of an eating disorder like you're gonna be worried about her like what the fuck like yeah that was so weird and 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 she was made a punch i felt like the movie made her a punchline like oh this desperate woman who who wants to lose weight and get a man and it's implied like of course like she doesn't have what she wants and i was just like fuck that yeah, it was bullshit. And like, okay, so yeah, they end up together and then they um they they call back to the first scene where they're just like, "Oh, Monica. Oh, Bill." And they're just like in their wedding bed and then like happy ending, except it's not cuz I hate everyone. And everyone. he and he's and he turns to her and he goes, "Just making sure I have the right woman," which is, you know, referencing when he accidentally fucking like basically assaulted her at the beginning i was like i hate this fucking movie oh my god yeah i hate it and you know what's so weird the only reason why i know about maid of honor is because people on twitter are always talking about how like it's a ladies night we're gonna be watching maid of honor and i'm just like what the it's yeah, so I, I thought that it would be fun yeah and- i mean it got renewed at the movie theater when i was working there and so when when we were talking about movies i was like you know what this one might be a good pick because like there's enough problems with the plot already. It'll probably be bad enough for our podcast, but I kind of thought it would be like still like just on that line where it's just good enough. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to be this bad. Like with like a, with like a rewrite, it would have been like a goodish movie. Yeah. Like the, I really, I actually liked watching it for the first 45 minutes and then it switched and I was just angry. Um, and like, I didn't even want to like the last 20 minutes were so painful. Like I was just like, I almost wanted to just skip to the end, which I would not do for the podcast in my real life. I might, (laughs) my real life, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean though? Like, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't have suffered like anyone listening. If you have not seen this movie, it's a popular enough movie. I think a lot of people have seen it. Um, I mentioned it to a friend and she's like, oh God, I hate that movie. And I was like, word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. Uh, um, and I can't think of a better movie to, to compare it to, but I will say um, uh, there is this uh, director, um, female writer director that I really like. Um, God, what is, what is it? Um, what is her name? I'm going to, I'm going to take the time to look up her name because I already messed up earlier. Um, Let's see here. I mean, I very much like. I feel like there's parts of it you could compare to my best friend's wedding, um, and there's parts of it you could compare to bridesmaids. I've never seen my best friend's wedding. Um, it's it drives me wild, but I think it's still good enough that it might be too good for the podcast. We hate movies has already done it, but you know it was like a bunch of guys doing it. So, yeah, I, mean, I think like, we bring different. I mean, not that they wouldn't bring any of the same critiques, but we probably bring different critiques. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, they were, it's a really funny episode, but yeah, I still think that we did different critiques. So like, I might watch it and see if it might be something that we could do. Cause I've never watched it all the way through because the plot has always seemed off putting to me, which is just like it, sabotaging your best friend's wedding just sounds so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I definitely did think about that movie and I thought, yeah. And I thought about bridesmaids just because of the focus on the, bridesmaid duties yeah i mean you um, know it, it, we we like to recommend other movies if you haven't seen bridesmaids yet please do um there's there's this um um female writer director that i like her name is leslie headland um she 
directed this movie um, called Bachelorette, which is currently on Netflix. I would say watch Bachelorette. We're not going to do it on the show because even though Bachelorette has problems, I love it. It is so watchable. And like I've watched it with my boyfriend and like he was like talking shit about it at first, but like he was so invested by the end of Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say check out um, Leslie Headland's work, check out Bachelorette, check out Sleeping with Other People, which is also on Netflix and is also really good, which we will never do on this show. Yes, I watched that last week and I did think about that one too. And I I really liked that movie. Yeah, I really liked it too. Like it's very like a few people were like, like, Oh, that movie. And I was like, no, I like it. Sleeping with other people is great. Like a lot of Alice and Brie, Jason Sudeikis, like Yeah, a a lot of people like have tried to make like a like a when Harry met Sally kind of movie and they've mostly all flopped. I think Sleeping with Other People is like the closest to a When Harry Met Sally kind of movie. I yeah, I felt like it was like a more modern version in a sense, you know. There's like texting and there's there's like some of the cultural changes that have happened, you know, and I yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was yeah, and they're both just great actors. Oh so, yeah, like, one just so they're, great. They're oh my chemistry. god, Jason Sudeikis. Have you seen Colossal yet? Um, no, I, think I haven't. I think it's on Hulu. You should watch. You should watch Colossal. Um, which is like he he's a, it's a great performance in that movie. Um, such a great movie. Yeah, like like. Like, we talk about, like, bad romantic movies, but, like, we also want to make sure that you know that there are good romantic movies, and a lot of them are made by women, and a lot of them get ignored. And, and that's, like, and it, it kind of goes back to what we said, like, when we talked about Sex in the City. We talk about rom-coms because we like the genre. Like, yes. we're not, like, we're not doing this because we think that it's impossible or a stupid notion that you could make a good movie that's funny and has romance. No, that like romance is one of the universal things that connects people and comedy also. So, of course. Yeah, and in the beginning of cinema, you know, screwball comedy was a staple, especially like so much interesting stuff pre Hayes Code before like before cinema was neutered for like a few decades. Like it's so it's so interesting. And I will like I, I genuinely think it's pretentious and like emotionally disingenuous when people act like because there are people that think that comedic movies can't be good like like oh they're always going to be corny you know and they can't be smart or that romantic movies can't be smart and therefore rom-com is like and i i fully disagree but fully disagree. i mean and this podcast is saying no we think the genre is good but it's let's good look enough at, to like deserve critique yes exactly but let's look at some of the popular or some of the big films that didn't manage and like why like why are some of them so bad yeah so i I don't know i feel like every few episodes we have to clarify that yes yes because there also is a very misogynistic undertone to the idea of like making fun of them since people call them chick flicks and right um and the irony is that men make the worst ones yeah yeah they they honestly do (laughs) like really (laughs) okay (laughs) yes um Please, please, please rate us on iTunes. Yes, like, we need that. Yes, we need it. We love it. We we're like a bunch of episodes in. You know, we're 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 doing our best. We're gonna try to improve as we we would go love, along. And you know, we we want more people to access us and yeah, so interact like, with us, talk and to the, us. The ratings like that that does help more people. But like you know, tweet, Facebook, whatever. Like you know, if you have a suggestion, I'm not saying we're gonna take it, but it like some we have weeks where we're not sure what movie we'll do so you know um yeah chat yeah. with us it's supposed please, to be fun it's supposed to, to be fun it's a conversation yeah um, yeah like um like we're at bromance pod on on twitter you know come talk to us add us speak to us follow us do whatever you gotta do um our website is badromance.lipson.com where you can like listen to all the episodes like on your desktop at your leisure um you know we are around and we're 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 getting better and we're having a good time so i hope yeah. you enjoy it um so yeah have a great week yeah please um, do take care of yourself only watch maid of honor if you have the emotional fortitude for the end of it Oh, yeah. And if you have some time, you know, read up on consent. That's always good. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye, guys. Bye.